This is Open House with Brad Snyder. Whether you're buying, selling, looking for open houses, or just looking for tips to protect your home, Open House has the information you need. Open House, brought to you by Can Do Construction. Now, Open House with your host, Brad Snyder, on the Talk of the Town, 1420 K10. Good morning. I'm Brad Snyder, and I'm a realtor at Haymore Real Estate. This program has been designed to bring you news and information you can use. Each week, I'll have guest experts in the studio with us, realtors, remodelers, appraisers, many other, and many others talking about what they know best and answering your questions and concerns. My goal for this show every week is to empower, enlighten, uh, and inspire as we discuss issues that affect home ownership. So, as you listen to Open House, just remember the opinions expressed on this show are based on what we experience on an everyday basis in the ever-changing world of real estate and are not intended to be a forecast of future events, a guarantee of future results, or real estate market patterns, and are subject to change based on market conditions. Uh, these opinions do not necessarily reflect the official policy, position, or opinions of my broker, the National Association of Realtors, Arizona Association of Realtors, Southern Arizona Association of Realtors, or Cherry Creek Radio. Well, good morning, folks, and uh, welcome to the second edition of Open House. Uh, for those of you that suffered uh, through it last week, I was a little nervous, and uh, but I think we had a great show and uh, really uh, had, a, had a good time talking with uh, the folks from Ventana Mortgage. Uh, there's a lot of things about mortgage. Uh, mortgages and things that that people were interested about and the response was really good to the show in fact we barely scraped the surface of the topics that we could talk about so I'm sure we're gonna have uh, Ventana mortgage and others back uh, further discussing those issues um, some good things happening uh, in real estate we've got uh, I was looking at some news this morning in the Associated Press reported this morning that Rates on 30-year mortgages dropped for the third straight week to the lowest level since the summer of 2005. I thought that was pretty great news. Freddie Mac, the mortgage company, reported Thursday that 30-year fixed-rate mortgages averaged 5.69% this week. Uh, it marked the second week in that 30-year mortgages have been below 6% and a third straight weekly decline since uh, the rates closed out 2007 at 6.17. So that's pretty good news, I think. And when you look at the opportunities for homes out there you've got a good variety of things good variety of homes and opportunities good pricing and mortgage rates are just fantastic so i thought that was pretty good news um, as things kind of are happening out there um, one to talk briefly uh, before we get into introducing our guest this week uh, about renting versus versus buying uh, there's i think a lot of people are get, getting nervous from the you know all the stuff they hear in the press whether it's a good time to buy and there's still a lot of first-time home buyers out there that i think are uh you know wondering is this a, is this a you know should i buy should i keep renting um you know the way i see it home ownership uh is the great american dream uh, it's still a great achievement to buy your first home and to own a home it's something that is really kind of special about it you feel really good about saying this is my home uh and it in long term it's always going to be a good investment when you look at history uh you know i was thinking about it this morning and as i was putting down some numbers let's say you're renting right now and you're paying eight hundred dollars a month in rent if you pay that rent for five years that adds up to forty eight thousand dollars in rent forty eight thousand dollars to that you're paying out uh and there's no equity <clears throat> when you leave that rental you get nothing back 
Uh, so, I mean, renting's a good option, especially if you're going to be moving in a year or two and maybe you know you're, you're not going to be staying very long. You know, real estate is volatile, but if you're going to buy a home and you know that you're going to be there for, you know, four, five, six years or more, um, it's really, you know, owning is always a better option. So, you know, there are big reasons uh, that you might think about buying uh, are, you know, you, you lock in your monthly payment for 15 to 30 years, which is actually very cool. When you rent every year, when you renew your lease, your rent's going to go up. So you have a mortgage, uh, your, your payment's going to be the same. As long as you got a fixed rate, your house gets more valuable over time. And you can deduct the mortgage interest uh, off your income taxes. And when you think about that, when you're paying rent, the owner of that rental is deducting off of his taxes the interest that you're paying on his loan. Pretty cool thing for that guy. Uh, for you, you might really think about uh, how's that, where does that put you? So if you're renting and you want to own, uh, there's things that you really ought to start thinking about. You should start planning. And, and you know, it obviously doesn't happen overnight. Most people have to save up that down payment and start getting every get, getting everything in, in, in order. So you want to start planning. You want to start saving your down payment. You want to get your credit report. This is something that um, we talked about briefly last week with Ventana, is that people kind of get ready to buy a house and they got their savings and they haven't looked at their credit. They go down, they apply, and find out that maybe their credit score isn't what they thought it was. So pretty, uh, pretty good idea to run that credit report, and uh, you can do that at annualcreditreport.com, which is a free, you can get it once a year from them free. So if you haven't looked at your credit, you might do that. And start setting some goals. You know, goals to home ownership. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. Most for most of us, we can't just say, "I'm gonna buy a house tomorrow." Well, you got to have a plan, and you got to go after it. Uh, so think about those issues if you're renting right now. You got a good variety. You got good interest rates, and not a not a, not at all a bad time to think about buying your first home. There are uh, other issues we want to talk a little bit about. Uh, you have appreciation facts that I thought we'd talk about. Um, when you're buying a house, most people buy a home or land or an invest as more as an investment, and they think about appreciation. And appreciation basically means that you get more value over time from that investment. The general rate of inflation is about 3% in this country, and it's safe to assume that real estate appreciation sh should and will be about the same. So as inflation goes up 3%, the value of your home should go up about 3%. From 1976 to 1995, homes didn't appreciate faster than inflation. The huge surge uh, happened only from 1995 through 2006, and that was really a fluke uh, and probably not likely to happen again anytime soon. It's also not feasible for a house to appreciate faster than inflation for the long term. If salaries go up 3% a year but a homes uh, appreciate 7% a year, well, it wouldn't be long before no one could afford to buy a home. So history has shown us uh, what we should expect. Uh, we should expect modest value increases of 3 to 4% a year. Some years it'll be more. Some years uh, you might lose a little. But in the long term, you're paying off your home. And the, when that day comes that your mortgage is paid off and you have no payments to make every month, you know, to me, that is the, the goal that I'm shooting for in my life is to know that next month I don't have a payment to make. So the ultimate goal really isn't always the investment side. It's the home side and the fact that when I retire, I want to own my home free and clear. And hopefully everybody else thinks the same way. Well, 
today we're going to talk a little we're going to be talking about closings and escrows uh closing an escrow is listed as one of the top 10 problem areas that occur in real estate transactions it's probably the least understood and the most feared aspect in a property purchase misunderstandings about closing costs can result in hundreds or even thousands of dollars in needless expenses and put uh, seemingly solid deals at risk this final step to your purchase uh, when you're purchasing a home or property can go smoothly if you take a few precautions beforehand knowing what questions to ask and reviewing all your documents well in advance of the closing day will prepare you for a hassle-free and smooth closing today we've got Co colleen i gotta say her name right she's my buddy and i always mispronounce her name it's colleen barton an escrow officer with fidelity national title in the studio and we're going to talk about title and escrow the goal today is to explore the questions and concerns that consumers or even other real estate professionals have about title insurance and closing services. So today really promises to be a very interesting and very informative show. Uh, I want to remind you, if you ever have any questions for our show uh, or comments, uh, please email me at brad at bradsnyder.com and I really would love to hear from you. And so we're going to be having a lot of fun today talking about escrows and closings and uh to me it's, i think it's always interesting it, the questions that people have so uh we're going to go to colleen after our commercial break coming up in a second so here i am fumbling with my notes but uh we're going to talk a little bit later also about um the eight pricing tips for putting your home on the market i do want to mention we're going to talk about that later in the show uh, there's uh, people always have questions on what you need to do when you're ready to sell your house and get it on the market so we'll talk to those things and we're going to be talking with colleen right after this break you're listening to open house with brad snyder on 1420 k10 welcome back to open house uh when buying a home or other piece of real estate, there's a good chance that you'll use the services of an escrow or title company. Today, we have Colleen Barton, an escrow officer with Fidelity National Title Agency in the studio with us to talk about escrow and title. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning, Brad. Thanks for joining us today. Um, like to start out with maybe uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the business and what it is exactly that you do over there at Fidelity National Title. Well, I've lived in Sierra Vista for 27 years. I've worked at Fidelity. I actually started at Fidelity um, as the receptionist and have worked my way up to an escrow officer. Um, I've been there for over six years. It's a very interesting job. It's very um, wide-scaled. We do a lot of things that I don't think people understand exactly what we do. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -mm. Um, Fidelity National Title, we are a national um, company. We are located everywhere. We, um, I, I work over at the Foothills office. I also work in the Douglas office as well. So we have, um, I, I travel a lot. <laughs> um, Fidelity, we are an escrow and title company. The escrow part is, uh, I'm the escrow officer where we will take care of the transaction when there's a real estate agent involved we are the disinterested third party i want to say disinterested because we have we cannot uh take people's sides we follow the contract we go by the uh what's in black and white we 
we make sure the terms of the con the contract are met. Um, usually, go ahead. No, no. <laughs> I'd say that that's that's what we're going to get into. It's, it's always quite interesting that whole part about the dis disinterested third party. Because mm -hmm. I've actually had people go. What do you mean? They're not interested in the transaction? No, they're interested in the transaction, but they're supposed to be a neutral third party. That is correct. Uh, so they don't take, you're not going to lean going, well, we like the buyer better, so we're going to like look out for them. We're going to look out the seller better. Uh, so I think there's a lot of kind of misunderstanding. That's pretty interesting, really. Right. Um, when there's a buyer and a seller involved and they are having disputes between earnest money or um, they don't, you know, they don't like what was on the title report, for instance, or anything like that. We have to go by, you know, if, if they want to cancel and it's during the inspection period on the contract. There's a, you know, a bunch of different things that we have to look at. But like I said, we go by what's on the contract, what is in black and white. We go by instruction from the principals on that contract. You know, usually we have a real estate agent that is involved in the transaction there's sometimes that we actually have transactions that don't have real estate agents but so so in that aspect somebody could be you know a, a guy knows his buddy and his buddy's going to buy his house and so they make a, uh, an agreement between the two of them they would still go to somebody like fidelity to help uh, organize that transaction and, and make sure that their paperwork and documentation is all correct correct so it's uh, would it be safe to say that people are basically entrusting you with the job of seeing the transfer of the ownership from the seller to the buyer that is correct. And make sure that it happens according to the terms of the contract. Right. And all parties involved end up happy and everything's legal and all that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. But it obviously can get a lot more complicated. There's a lot involved in that process from A to B. Right. So why don't we talk briefly about the differences. Now, Fidelity is both a escrow company and a title company. In some cases, there are just escrow companies and just title companies, and you right. can work with both. More commonly in our area, anyways, a lot of the companies are doing both in-house, uh, like Fidelity. So why don't we talk a little bit about what is escrow and what is title, and what what are the you know how those two work together in concert? Well, the escrow company, the es escrow part of it, like I said, we um, we deal with the funds, we carry out the instructions of the buyer, the seller, the lender, if there's a lender involved, which there nor there normally is, and uh, we deal with all the closing documents. The recording, we also um, we also get the title insurance policy. We order the title insurance policy through escrow. And like I said, Fidelity, we have our own title company, so that's just all in house. If, for instance, we had a transaction and it was out of county, um, we would find a title company elsewhere. You know, in whatever county the the property was in and we would still handle the escrow part here so so it could be shopped out a it little could bit be shopped out so but but you, you mentioned title insurance mm -hmm. so I mean what what is title insurance and why do you need it well title insurance is a, a search of all the public records we um, our title department will sit there and pull the maps we want to make sure that the property you're buying is what is on the legal description a legal description is what is describing the the footage or the lot of the property. We will then sit there and search that property, make and we will disclose to all parties involved, including the lender, the real estate agents, 
the buyer, the seller, of course, um, any recorded documentation, um, easements, if there's uh, well shares, homeowners association, we disclose any recorded documentation on that property, liens on the property. We want to make sure that there's access to the property. If there's um, any taxes that are owed, we pay out any taxes, you know, the payoffs for the, the liens that are on the property. We have to disclose all of that. You want to know that when you're buying, you want to know everything that's involved in the property. You so that would be, that would be where a, um, you know, a, a clouded title comes in. Right. Um, you know, you hear that you've heard that term, and some people are like, "What is a clouded title?" And and maybe you can, you know, mention how a cloud would get on a title. A uh, clouded title would be um, if the people that sold the property previously sat there and did not sign the documents properly. If the people that signed the documents weren't allowed to sign the documents, they weren't a party to the transaction. Um, if, for instance, there is a company or an LLC, a corporation that's selling the property, if the people that did not have the right to sign on behalf of the company or corporation, if they, you know, we have to we have to make sure that all of that has taken place. When you have title insurance. We're insuring you in the future for events that have happened in the past. So that's what title insurance people, what is title insurance? Right. So the title company does this good faith search to find out all these things so they feel comfortable giving the title insurance. And the title insurance gives the buyer some peace of mind that if right. something comes up that was missed, uh, am, I, am I understanding that right? That now they've got some insurance to kind of protect their interest in that transaction? Is that, that is, is that correct. Um, we're insuring the buyer for the sales price for whatever they have bought the property for so that they're covered, you know, for any, for, for their investment, the full amount of their investment. We're insuring the lender for the loan amount for whatever money they have lent to the bar the borrower or the buyer. So we're insuring two different, it's two different policies that we are actually insuring. So it's something that's probably, that, that sounds very important, that you want to have that title insurance and you want to have that peace of mind knowing that what you're buying is going to be protected uh, should something come up that got missed. So that's that's pretty cool. We um, um, So the title, so we talked about the clouded title and we talked about title insurance, and that to me is a big one. I think a lot of people had this misconception that title insurance is uh, something that is just there to protect the lender but it's really there to protect the buyer probably more than anybody it exactly. sounds like in that transaction it's a big probably the biggest investment you ever make is going to be in your home and so you want that peace of mind knowing what you're buying is actually yours and you have legal title to own that home exactly pretty that's pretty interesting stuff we're going to um, uh, we're going to be going to a break here uh, very shortly and when we get back I want to talk about the most common ways uh, that you hold a title so uh, would like everybody to stick around as we go to a quick break and stay with us as we, when we come back. We'll have more, more from Colleen Barton from Fidelity National Title. You're listening to Open House with Brad Snyder on 1420K10, the talk of the town. 
Welcome back to Open House. My name is Brad Snyder, and we have Colleen Barton, an escrow officer with Fidelity National Title in the studio, and we're talking about escrow and title. I want to remind everybody out there, if you got any questions for our show, uh, please email me at brad at bradsnyder.com. Uh, really appreciate the feedback, questions, and uh, uh, any thoughts on our show as we continue on in this uh, new new show we're running here so let's get right back to colleen uh we've just finished up uh, before our last break talking about title and title insurance and uh, uh my next question and i think a lot of people this is really a big one and, and is how what's the most common ways to hold title and there's just when you go through that you get in there i know when i've done it and you sit down they the first thing they ask you is how do you want to hold title and i know my wife and i have looked at each other with this glazed over look and and probably you've done 12, 13 homes over the years, and it's still a little bit confusing. So I'm hoping that this one is going to be probably one of the biggest questions we'll ask today. What is uh, the different ways you hold title and maybe just briefly what the reasons for each one might be? There's um, community property with rights of survivorship, uh, joint tenants, joint joint tenancy, and tenants in common is the, the uh, most popular community property with rights of survivorship you have to be married to each other you have to be husband and wife um to, to each other that's, that's pretty right. important right <laughs> yes <laughs> if one of you passes away it goes to the surviving spouse without going through probate uh the joint tenancy you can be boyfriend girlfriend mother daughter you still can be husband and wife if you still you can still take it as joint tenants well, why would a husband and wife want to do joint tenants then? Well, there's different uh, tax implications. I would strongly recommend that you go talk to a, an accountant about the tax implications, but there is different tax implications. Ah. So, um, but joint tenancy, like I said, is usually you know boyfriend girlfriend. They can't they can't hold it as community property. They're not married, so they go so to joint you, tenants. Now you said that community property, if one of the parties were to, to pass away, it automatically goes to the other. Now with joint tenancy, it would be different? No, it would be the same way. They would, you oh, they just, would automatically... If it's okay. joint tenancy with, right as, with rights of survivorship, yes. Okay. Then the tenants in common, um, you can sit there and divide it up. You can. It doesn't have to be equal partnership. It can be, you know, 33%. You can divide it... Um, into more than two people. You so it could have, be a family. It could be a family. It could be, you know. You get four, five, six people. Exactly. Have Even joint share. tenancy, you can have more than two people. You can have four people. You can have however many. But that joint tenancy would be equal, um, an equal share in the property. Where tenants in common, you actually specify. Percent of ownership. Percent of, mm -hmm. Ah, that's interesting. Right. Or you can actually, you know, do the LLC or the the corporation, however you want to do it, that would... So that's probably, probably one of the biggest issues uh, with buying a home or property is really making sure you understand the implications of how that title is taken. So that's something you probably really want to talk to some professionals, tax advisors, uh, maybe even uh, real estate lawyers. Get, you know, I, I think that uh, the more you know about that, it sounds like that's probably a big issue. It is a big issue, and it's one of those things because we are a disinterested third party, and we are not lawyers. We don't practice law. We can't, you know, we're not accountants. We can't sit there and give advice. So we give you the options, tell you the difference, and you need to decide on your own. 
So you guys are no different than us as real estate <laughs> agents. Right. We, we can't give legal advice. You can't give legal advice. We can right. just tell you these are the cho- you have to make this choice, and hopefully you've done your homework. Hopefully exactly. you've gotten that legal advice and tax advice from the right professionals to, uh, and that's where we talk about you know planning. There's a lot of planning involved. You know, not just up to when you buy your home, but now you're buying a home or property. It sounds like there's a lot of homework that you really should do to to make sure you know what it is that you need to do through this process. Yes, and I think also um, as far as homework goes, just what you were saying, when we do issue the title, the preliminary title uh, policy that goes out during your inspection period, a lot of people come to the closing table and I always ask them, have you... Gone over, did you receive your preliminary title report? Have you looked over it? Do you have any questions? And they're like, what's that? <laughs> so what, they, they get it in the is mail it and this, just not, wh- Yeah. They don't really even they look at it. They pull it out. It's so it not open. It's the, so what is, that, what is that preliminary title report? What should they be looking for on that? Well, like I said, it's going to show you. Uh, it will tell you if you have access to your property or not. You know, that's a big thing. You don't want to buy a piece of property and you can't get to it legally. Um if there is judgments that it will show uh buyers and sellers judgments do now do people just kind of assume that that, that just comes it's a piece of paper and if there's a big problem you're probably going to just give them a call so they're if they don't hear from you maybe they're just making an assumption I, that everything's yes. good yes they would be making an assumption we always go over the of course we go over the preliminary title report because we have to there's requirements on the report that we have to clean up or we have to investigate or you know sometimes we do have to play detective (laughs) and you know we have to make sure that whoever has signed the contract are the people that are actually entitled we have to make sure that we have all the payoffs of any liens that are on the actual property we have to make sure that the taxes, if people haven't been tang- paying their taxes, we have to make sure that we get, you know, what what it, the amount to pay off. We have to pay all, you know, all the bills that are associated with it, even. Hey, you guys get the tough job. You know, I'm a real estate agent. And I coordinate <laughs> a lot of this stuff, and I right. help a buyer or a seller, and, right. and we go and we open escrow, and, and uh, there's a whole lot of work involved in that transaction, and I think uh, I got the better end of the deal. I think you got a lot <laughs> of paperwork. Let's, yes. uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, maybe we should talk a little bit about opening escrow. You always hear that. I got to go. I've, I've opened escrow on a piece mm-hmm. of property. What's involved with opening escrow in, in that beginning process? That is the when the parties, the principals to the transaction, the buyer, the seller, or if there's a real estate agent involved, has brought us a contract. And it's everything that's been negotiated between the, the parties, along with usually with earnest money, whatever's been negotiated. You know, if there's the negotiation is there is no earnest money, then we don't have that, obviously. But... Um, we just sit there and that's when we order the title search we deposit the earnest money that has been brought to escrow and we start getting all the information if there's um, inspections that have been done or going to be done during the inspection period um, every and we're going to be paying them through escrow we need all that information so the agents usually coordinate everything so what will happen is once the realtor, I know I'll, I'll order a home inspection and termite inspections and, and these different things that have to happen. And in most cases, the those parties that I know as an agent, I'll order the home inspection for mm-hmm. 
buyer or seller or whatever the case might be, they turn around and send the bill to you. Exactly. And that, so that comes to you and that becomes part of that escrow as far as when that gets paid uh, during that whole process. Exactly. And then when we'll, we'll sit there and um, after we've collected all the inf information that we need, um, if there's a lender involved, the lender, you know, gives us all the, the loan documentation. The lender gives us, you know, the homeowner's insurance that's been ordered. We have to do a settlement statement according to the lender's instructions and according to the contract. We have to have approval from the lender, from the real estate agents, make sure that we didn't miss anything, that we have all the information correct, and then we go to signing. So you're really coordinating a lot of issues. I know in my case, if I'm representing the seller, I'm dealing with some issues back and forth between the seller and the buyer, but you're really coordinating between the lenders and all of these other entities and all these things that have to happen. It's, it's certainly, I think, a lot more involved process than uh, most people might think. So it's, right. uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty interesting, actually. And what I want to talk about coming up here, you know, there's always a big question as to, I, I always love when uh, we open escrow is, when do I get my keys? So we'll talk about that when we get back. We're going to take a quick break and stay with us as we uh, talk more with Colleen Barton, an escrow officer with Fidelity National Title. Uh, so you're listening to Open House on KTAN 1420. You're listening to Open House with Brad Snyder on 1420 KTAN. Welcome back to Open House. My name is Brad Snyder, and we have Colleen Barton, an escrow officer with Fidelity National Title Agency in the studio. And we've been talking about escrow and title, and it's amazing uh, how much there is involved in that process. It's really, uh, it's really intriguing and probably, as I mentioned in the first parts of our show, how misunderstood and how many questions that people have about that process. Before our break, we were talking about what happens when you open escrow and there's a lot of other things uh, involved and uh, time is running out. We could talk probably all day about this. But what I do want to talk about before we run out of time today, um, a little bit about what are closing costs and who pays them. I think that's a big question that people have. Uh, and are those closing costs uh, negotiable? So maybe you can answer some of those questions. The closing costs are negotiable. Um, it is, if it hasn't been addressed, uh, the customary costs are um, the, the seller will pay the, the owner's policy, which is the policy that will sit there and protect the buyer, make sure that all the liens, you know, the property is free and clear of all liens, that there's, um, there's no taxes owed, anything like that, like we were talking about earlier. Um, then the buyer will usually pay the Alta policy, which is the policy protecting the lender. Then everything as far as recording fee or escrow fee is split half and half. This is, like I said, according to custom. So some fees get split usually, and right. some are just the seller and some are just the buyer. Right, unless it's a VA loan. And there is a lot of VA loans here because of for Pachuca, exactly of and so in that case um, the seller actually has to pay all the escrow fee so sellers <laughs> probably aren't real happy about that deal huh well <laughs> why, why so why does VA when traditional mortgages we talked about that last week 
a little bit about some of the difference between VA and traditional, but why do you think they require all of that to be paid? Do you have any idea on that? Um, actually, I would talk to a lender about that. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. I you just, just know, know that I it's VA, that the this, seller's paying. That's right. Oh. That's just, I know they, don't, they can't pay a lot of the inspection fees and stuff like that. So, so when you're negotiating to buy a house and you get that process going, you probably ought to remember to negotiate who pays what in that in that process and decide Correct. what you're willing to pay or what you want the other party to pay and that becomes just as negotiable as the price of the property that you're buying. Exactly. Right? So uh, so with that known, now we've talked about opening escrow and then we go through all the title searches, you get all that homework done, you negotiate all the paperwork with the bank. Uh, what happens at the actual closing? That's probably one of the most important things where we people want to know about. The, um, Usually the buyer and the seller come in separately. Uh, the seller will come in and sign their closing docs. It takes about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Always please make sure you bring your driver's license because we do have to notarize you, um, whether you're the buyer or the seller. But you will come in, uh, sign all the closing documents. We go over all the fees, um, sign all the deeds, make sure that we have all the paperwork in order and then the buyer will come in and we collect the money that is needed from the buyer at closing we again they have to sign all their closing documents if there's a loan package involved it will take about an hour to sign all those documents and then so you're saying the buyers and sellers come separately so just because you sign that day doesn't mean they're going to hand you your keys to your new house that day or maybe at that moment exactly it, Unless it's been negotiated differently. You know, of course, everything is negotiable. <laughs> so both parties sign, but you officially don't get it until it records? Until it records at the courthouse. And that is orchestrated. Again, you know, we have to have everything funded and okayed. You know, the lender has to give us their, their closing funds. The buyer has to give us their closing funds. In some cases nowadays, the seller has to give us closing funds because... They don't have any equity in the home. So, you know, as long as we have all the funds, we are okay to fund and record with the lender, then at that time, um, everything is sent down to the courthouse in Bisbee, and it's recorded, and at that moment... That's when I come back in if I'm the agent, <laughs> and I say, hey, I'll help coordinate getting the keys to the to the party. I know in some cases they can pick those up at the Tyler escrow, and sometimes an agent will pick those up and get them to to the parties involved, but that's always an exciting time. I know for right. me as a real estate agent to be able to, uh, I, I like to be there. I don't like them to just go pick up the keys from the title company. I, it's a, you know, you've negotiated this whole process with them and it's really kind of a neat experience to hand over those keys. And, and uh, to me, it's a, it's a very special thing. So, and we actually prefer that the agents handle that part. <laughs> That's great. And I also should mention that agents should go to the closing with the clients. And I, I know I like to be there with them to help answer questions. They've been dealing with me through the transaction and the title agent's kind of new to them. So they, they may have some questions and hopefully I can be there more as a support to them. Uh, all right. Well, that was fantastic, Colleen. We barely tip the iceberg of the types of questions I really hope to cover today. You can see time flies. Hopefully we'll get you back again real soon. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and I want to thank Colleen Barton uh, from Fidelity National Title for joining us in the studio. So stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to Open House with Brad Snyder on 1420 K10, the talk of the town. Welcome back to Open House. My name is Brad Snyder, and uh, I think today's show so far was pretty uh, informative. Had a lot of fun, and I really want to thank Colleen Barton with 
she's an escrow officer with Fidelity National Title. I want to thank her for coming in and joining us today and answering some of our questions. It's amazing how fast time flies when you get into some of these questions. And I know I had a good 20 or so questions, maybe 25 questions that I thought people would be interested in, and we probably got through eight. So uh, it's it's kind of fun when you really start getting into things. Uh, I almost wish we had more time to talk about some of these topics each week. But I want to assure those listeners out there, if there were questions that you had concerning title or escrow that you didn't hear on the show today, uh, please email those to me at brad at bradsnyder.com, and I'll make sure I get those uh, in the hands of Colleen, and maybe uh, we can email the answers back to you. You don't have to wait till our next show when we talk about title and escrow some more. I know we're going to try in the coming weeks to, to get somebody in, uh, one of the title officers in. I know Colleen was an escrow officer, and there's a difference there, so we may get someone in to talk a little bit more detail about title. But I can't stress enough, please, folks, email in your questions uh, regarding uh, this week's show, last week's show, uh, ideas that you might have or, or for suggestions on topics that you'd find interesting. In the coming weeks, uh, I know next week we're going to have Bob Watkins with Fidelity, or I'm sorry, with Sierra Vista Realty uh, in the studio, and, and Bob's a Bob's a real neat guy, and I think he's going to make for a great show next week. He's the oldest, and I don't mean old guy, but he's the uh, oldest long-term real estate broker in Sierra Vista. He's been doing business in in this community for. I don't know, 30, 40 years, actually. I think 40 years. I think this is his 40th anniversary with Sierra Vista Realty being here in Sierra Vista. So he's seen our community go through a lot of changes, and I think next week should be real informative in uh, kind of looking at the the history and what's happened in our own community for that 40 years. So uh, I know I'm real excited about next week's show. So uh, for any of you that uh, might have questions for Bob, uh, be sure to email the, email those questions in as well. So should be some exciting stuff coming up the week after. Uh, our guest will be Travis with TRW Home Inspections. That's another big issue when you're buying a home. You end up with uh, you need to get a home inspection. You also need to get termite inspection, and we'll talk about that in another week. But when we have Travis in, we're going to be talking about the process of the home inspection and why you why you want that home inspection, what to look for in the home inspection. So uh, that should also be an exciting show. Uh, so we're really looking at doing a lot of things down the road in the coming weeks that are not just about buying or selling homes. Uh, also looking to have maybe SSVEC and Southwest Gas in for t- discussions about energy savings tips. And as we come through, hey, it's cold right now, and we're looking at our gas bills and energy bills, and then soon it's going to be warming up, and our AC units are going to be running in our swamp coolers, and we're going to be looking for energy savings tips. And as we're all looking at our budgets a little bit closer, that's going to be, I think, something that whether you're buying or selling or just own a home, even if you're just a renter, you're probably going to want to tune into that one because anything you can do to save on that electric bill or the gas bill uh, not only is good for our environment but good for your pocket. So lots of great things coming up in the coming weeks, and uh, I really want to thank everybody out there for uh, tuning into our show. And hopefully, if you like some of the things that we're talking about, you'll tell your friends about it and your neighbors and get everybody uh, tuning in. And maybe, just maybe, uh, we can grow a little community of listeners that we can all learn a little something new about uh, the real estate uh renting, buying, owning, energy savings. So it's just there's really a lot involved uh, with the process of uh, real estate. So uh, my goal really is to keep it, keep it upbeat and exciting. Real quick, um, did want to kind of touch base on um, some tips for selling your home. And 
you know, when you get ready to list your house, I know I'm real short on time, so uh, there are different pricing strategies and different things when you do decide to sell your your home. One, you got to know that you're ready to sell. Uh, two, you need to understand our local market and make sure that you talk to a uh, real estate professional out there. And uh, you know, even if you're just considering uh, selling your home, uh, it's really it doesn't cost you anything to call one of the that are in our community and get them to come in, sit down, maybe talk to you a little bit about the market and give you some comps, uh, some comparables for your neighborhood and find out what your home's worth. And there's a lot of different things that come into a strategy when you're going to sell a house. So uh, I couldn't recommend more calling somebody that uh, can help you out with that. Call a real estate professional. So, look at that. Time just getting away from me. Uh, I really want to thank everybody once again uh, for tuning in today to Open House. Uh, again, my name is Brad Snyder, and I'm a realtor with uh, Haymore Real Estate. And I hope you all turn, tune in next week and listen as we have Bob Watkins with Sierra Vista Realty tuned in with us. And remember to email your questions to brad at bradsnyder.com and make it a great day. You've been listening to Open House with host Brad Snyder. Join us again next Saturday right here at 11 a.m. for Open House, brought to you by Can Do Construction on the Talk of the Town, 1420 K10.